Want to listen to Sower LA preachings on the go? Well, now you can with our Sower LA podcast. You can listen to all of our preachings and messages that we have on Sower LA Encounter Night. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. Sower Ministry, a new evangelization. Blessings. <laughs> we were classmates in some of the classes that... Um, we took at LMU for the master's degree. Thank you so much. Well, I'm happy to be here and to share some of the points that um, entail the value of prayer and psychology, or vice versa, psychology and prayer, and how important uh, both of them are interrelated. Um, I do work uh, in Hispanic ministry in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And I supervise uh, faith formation programs. Um, and in the process of working in ministry, I think one of the most uh, passionate areas that the Holy Spirit has put in my heart would be inner healing and spirituality. Even though I do other things within ministry, but um, also in my personal journey, I have gone through inner healing. And in that process, uh, somehow God put in my heart the desire to study psychology and spirituality because I began to notice the relationship between both of them. And how through that process, um, I began to understand and then later begin to go from the head to my heart in cleansing, forgiving, and also uh, trying to understand certain patterns in my life that would not be helpful for me, uh, sinful partner, patterns as well as things that I would uh, consider that would be insecurity, lack of self-esteem, depression, anxiety, stuff like that, that uh, I was questioning, where is it coming from? On wh Why is it there? But then eventually as I began to work on my inner healing, I began to notice how those things began to decrease. So in this 15-minute uh, period, I just want to share some of the major elements that could be helpful, kind of like a map uh, for you guys. Um, and then I want to invite you to uh, do some exercises that would help you uh, to quiet yourself, your inner self, and then we'll invoke the Holy Spirit to come help us to do some inner healing. Then I'll open up a few questions, and then I'm going to ask Deacon to uh, come and guide us into other kind of prayer. And so, let me just read a little bit from Holy Scriptures. Now that we have the digital area, we have the Bible here. And so, uh, this is from Matthew. And just... I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and, and listen to what the Word of God says. Jesus Christ is teaching. And so he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and bremen destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. I'm going to make a pause. Powerful teaching here. And it says basically, do, do not become attached to material things. Your soul, it's higher than, than the materialism of the world. And I'm going to continue the teachings of Christ. It says, 
but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and bremen do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I'm going to make a pause. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your dream is to become, where you want to become, your psychological energy will turn into. Where, in other, in other words, where you think your happiness is, your psychological energy will turn into. So if drugs for me, I think in my conscious that are is happiness, happen, happiness, then my energy will turn into uh, getting drugs or alcohol or other stuff. Just pay attention to, to that teaching. It's a spirituality teaching and also psychology is involved in there. He continues says, saying, Jesus Christ, his teaching. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your body will be full of light. I'm going to repeat that again. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. How powerful teaching in there. I'll continue saying, but if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one you love and the other you will not. Or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, that you will eat what you will eat or drink, or about your body and what will you wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much, much more value than they? Can you, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you not worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how clothes if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? The Word of God. 
So let me just uh, say this. The Word of God, it's written by men who had an experience with God. But the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The eternity or the, the principle of life, also the beginning and the end of everything. That's how we conceive God. So just think, the Word of God has truth or spiritual truths uh, disguised in stories or metaphors or things that are very difficult to explain. Because if we would have a, a spiritual experience, like super spiritual experience, that would be beyond the normal, it would be very difficult to explain to our friends or to our family members about what we have seen in the other side or in that dimension, which exists here. But what I'm trying to say is that the Word of God was written by men with examples of earthly uh, daily life. But the content is very powerful. And the content has some kind of insights into the spiritual life or into the eternal life. Now, Holy Scriptures contain truths of faith. And a person that enters into praying with Holy Scriptures has to have faith. And faith is knowledge given by the Holy Spirit to understand the divine. If we have faith given through us by, Christ, by Jesus Christ our Lord, given by the Holy Spirit, then that faith opens out for us the understanding of the divine knowledge which is within us or is accessible to us through faith. Now, Holy Scriptures is not a historical book. Holy Scriptures is not a psychological book. However, those who wrote those truths contain among the studies of humans, of people, of cultures, of contextual aspects of Holy Scriptures do reveal aspects of history, aspects of culture, theology, and psychology. It's in the 20th century that the Western civilization began to study psychology. And in that study, they began to deepen the understanding of human consciousness through some light of, of psychology. And so I would say that in the 20th century, the major works of, um, of psychology were the understanding of the unconscious mind. That the mind has a conscious part and an unconscious part. And some experts go in to deepen the study of the unconscious. And the, the psychologist tells us that they, in the unconscious mind, we store negative experiences. Or trauma is stored in some part of the unconscious. And that there are different levels of the unconscious. Now, in the 21st century, we have more understanding of the unconscious. There are many ramifications of uh, psychology that study the unconscious 
And uh, the personal unconscious, the collective unconscious, the different uh, archetypes, main, um, I would say, ways of healing the unconscious, ways of ac accessing the unconscious, the study of dreams, many things. But let me explain to you very simple. The unconscious is very powerful. And I could be explaining a lot of stuff in, you know, three hours, 15 sessions, whatever. But it would not do any good, thing, any good to you if we don't practice at least two or three sessions, like small sessions of inner healing. Because in, the unconscious doesn't care about words. The unconscious is about actions. So, like, for example, you can talk about a lot about love, 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 love. But the conscious mind is going to say, well, I capture the word love. I understand that God is love. I, I know that Jesus Christ was about love. But the unconscious mind is going to be like this. I don't get it. I just don't get it. But if you go and practice some act of love, then the unconscious is going to get it. You can say, you can go to Mass and hear the priest saying about forgiveness. But if you don't go get out of church and forgive someone, the unconscious is not going to get it. You can talk about helping the poor. But if you don't help the poor, the unconscious is not going to get it. And the unconscious, we the conscious have to work harmoniously in order for you to experience what we call transformation. Because then the conscious mind is going to go that way and the unconscious is going to go this way. You, you want to say, I want to be good, but then the unconscious is going to pull you to hatred, division, racism, um, other stuff. So when one goes to prayer, when one goes into prayer with Holy Scriptures or with the Holy Rosary or at Mass or in quiet time or in a retreat or in a congress or when you just sit down in your room and invoke the highest love, the highest presence, God, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, Jesus Christ, then you, your consciousness is invoking the highest level of love or what, is, what we know is love. God is love. And when that happens, your unconscious is open to imitate that that you are calling. So therefore, prayer does an effect on the unconscious mind. Prayer is going to give light to the darkest parts of our unconscious, where we store trauma, hatred, where we store uh, insecurity, lack of love, where we store a lot of stuff that has the power to um, control our behavior. The unconscious control our behavior. So sometimes people want to quit smoking, right? They want to quit smoking, but the unconscious says, 
And that's why there are processes of cleansing the unconscious. That's why people that are alcoholics, they have to go to a, to a process of conversion and to, you know, when they cannot control themselves, when alcohol controls them, they have to accept. Through my own power, I cannot control alcohol. I cannot be a sober person. So I recognize that I need a higher power to help me control my reactions and not let alcohol control me. The same thing could be money, compulsive eating, compulsive buying, pornography, compulsive working, 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 compulsive lying, which is basically uh, our behaviors or our power will turn or given to a thing or to something. So Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. That means if I think that alcohol or pornography or working or money is my treasure, then I give it. But God says, you are my son, you are my daughter, and you have to be owner of yourself. And owning yourself, those things will not conquer you. And that's the value of prayer, because little by little, as you go into the light, the light is going to shine in your heart, in your consciousness. What are some of the steps that you're going to be doing to cleanse your unconscious mind? Or to cleanse the room or the castle or the mansion or the room or the rooms or the house that we have and that we call the unconscious. And that in there is a store false beliefs, like you're worthless, uh, or energetic fields trapped in the body where we have received punishment or rejection or betrayal or some kind of violence that is trapped in the body and also in the mind. And therefore, there is a process. Let me tell you that if you're working in cleansing your unconscious mind, there is a reward about that because you are pushing your will to um, do the, that cleansing and the spirit is moving that cleansing the holy spirit the holy spirit is the one that calls us to the light and when he calls us to the light he wants us clean Not, nothing unclean can approach god so as we go through of course uh god God wants us free. God wants us loving, merciful, humble. And he's going to work with us. He knows that we are hurt. He knows that we are uh, weak. He knows that we are broken. And he loves to work with us. But we have to respond to him. Do you know what I mean? So um right now i can give you a few techniques of what are some of the things that you can do to work on your inner healing but in other words if you go through a psychologist and do prayer you heal faster or in other words if you have faith and work on your self-esteem and work on cleansing your unconscious mind you heal faster because it's proven by some uh, psychological studies that the people who have faith 
they can heal faster than conscious mind. People who have faith, they can go into the darkest places with more success. We might get scary a little bit. We might feel abandoned sometimes. We might feel like, oh my God, there is no sense of life. But the more you uh, grab into your faith and go into those dark places, uh, the more you grow uh, in strength and self-esteem. And it's a process to enter the unconscious mind or to enter uh, that part of ourselves that is not easily discern, uh, uh, easily seen. We need to be consistent. We need to be patient. And we need, and we need to be very, very compassionate to ourselves. Never harsh. Don't be harsh to yourself. Um, we can hear this, the examples of the saints, like St. Ignatius of Loyola comes to mind. When he was going through the process of purification, where he was in a cave, he would do fasting, a lot of fasting. And sometimes he would do some, you know, in, 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 the, in his times, like physical uh, uh, punishment was part of the spiritual process. But Ignatius of Loyola, when he had the experience of, of God's love, he then realized, when I experienced God's love, I then understood that I should not punish myself that harshly. So the same thing, you would hear it in other saints. So what I'm trying to say, be very patient with yourself. Very compassionate with yourself. It's like, like me treating a two or three year old Ernestito. You know? And, and you have seen kids that sometimes they want candy and then, they, you know, especially Halloween or especially, I mean, I don't know, like when you have a lot of candies and kids want uh, three, four, five, 10, 20 candies and you have to be like, Trying to explain the kid that only two right now, that's enough, that's enough. And some of them start crying and throw stuff on the floor. So imagine that you are, when you go into inner healing, you are going to talk to yourself as a little kid that is hurt and that needs understanding. Instead of, like in other words, when you make a mistake, instead of you punishing yourself, just try to be very patient with yourself. Let me invite you to do this exercise because it's going to be just on the head and it's not going to go down into the unconscious. Let me go down into the unconscious. Put your hands over here. I'm going to invite you to put your hands right here. Take a deep breath. Hold the air inside and let it go slowly. Second time, take a deep breath. Hold the air inside, don't let it go. Let the air out through your mouth. Three times, take a deep breath, hold the air inside, don't let it go, and slowly, slowly let go through your mouth. Now I'm going to invite you to say these words with me. Holy Spirit, source of life, I give you permission to work with me, to work inside of me, to cleanse my unconscious mind my inner home, you are welcome. I thank you 
for your love and your mercy. Please remind me to be compassionate towards myself, especially when I am a stubborn, sad, angry, upset, confused. Oh, Holy Spirit, give me a sign. Remind me that I'm your beloved. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So let me just take a deep breath. Hold your inside, let it go. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Let me see what, how much time do I have. Let me explain a little bit of the psychology of this exercise. Number one, the civilization in which we are right now in our time doesn't care about humans developing the inner self, becoming wise, humble, becoming uh, powerful, becoming full of life. That's what we call humility, or that's what we call in psychology, self-esteem, okay? The society in which we live, they don't care about us becoming powerful within. What they care is to program our minds to become consumeristic, materialistic, individualistic. Because all the music, all the commercials, all TV is like, you are in conflict inside, buy. You are in conflict inside, eat. You are in conflict inside, you are happy. You lack this product. Go and buy it and you're going to feel better. So the society programs us that if we have a crisis within, the programmation is go and buy these tennis shoes that when you're walking is going to shine. And we go and buy the tennis shoes. We don't have money. They cost like $300. I have only $30. I use a credit card. Oh, wait, it says that if you buy two, 50% off the second one. Oh, my God. And then we buy it. And then we end up with stuff at home that we don't need. And then we end up spending money that we don't have. And then at the end of the day, we have two pairs of shoes. We have a credit card debt. And on top of that, that did not resolve my inner conflict. That did not cleanse, that did not resolve anything. I didn't do any internal work of my internal crisis. So the programmation of society is, if you are in an internal crisis, go and buy this. Or go to this restaurant. At five, it's two margaritas for one dollar. Let's go. Or let's drink. Or let's have, uh, you know, this beautiful jacket or whatever. So we put all the things outside and we go and take pictures in our selfies that we are in this beautiful place. And I've seen people like this, honestly. I've seen people like friends around five, seven, in a restaurant, in a restaurant like this. And then one of them says, Let's take a, a selfie. Let's take a selfie. Immediately, everybody starts smiling. And then like, click. And then the selfie solver. Like, 
Now imagine those who are on the other side on, on Facebook. The ones who are on the other side, oh my God, they're having a good time. Oh man, I wish I would be there. So then the conscious mind jumps into, I'm not happy here, I want to be there. And then you are there, oh, I'm not happy there, I need to be over there. Then you're over here and you're thinking of what you're going to do next. And so you are not leaving the present. You're jumping and you're jumping. And you're jumping. And then our conscious mind is trained to just be like this. And, uh, you know, I was a high school teacher, and I could see my students like this. And this is a sign that they're not in the present moment. That's how our society has trained our brains, our conscious mind. And what I'm trying to say is, when this society doesn't train us to work on the inner self, more crisis of depression, anxiety, and it's so sad to say, but this incident that happened in Santa Clarita today of the high school uh, teenager, it's, it's a major cry out of society that we have not cultivated the inner self. Those who then venture into prayer are going to venture into cleaning, cleansing, into making internal work, like St. John of the Cross did, like Teresa of Avila, like St. Ignatius of Loyola, like St. Francis of Assisi. The saints are masters of the unconscious mind. But, of course, they didn't take psychology classes. They went through the life of prayer, relationship with Christ, and entering into Christ consciousness, they have to reflect, I have to reflect myself with the mirror of justice, the mirror of mercy. And in that relationship, but it's not something fake. It's not something like a fantasy. It's when I say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Like when I hear the, the guys singing here and the, the beautiful singers both, you know, playing the guitar, and you guys were praising God. When you are calling his name and saying, God, I, I don't know, I just hear the last song, this is the holy hour or the hour is here, something like that, they were invoking the Holy Spirit. And that thing that you are saying, that is happening. That's what faith calls and opens windows of the unconscious, but you are receiving what we call in Catholic theology, grace. And that grace is like vitamins to your conscience to enter the unconscious mind and cleanse and forgive and do acts of charity and do the transformational work. You know what I mean? So if we don't pray, we're not going to have vitamins. So it's going to be like, work on your unconscious mind, forgiveness. Oh yeah, I know God is forgiveness. But the moment that someone does something bad to you, <laughs> the tiger is going to come out. Why? Because we have not worked in the unconscious mind. So that's why it says, if your eyes are clean, that means if your perception is right, you have a good perception, you understand the spiritual and the material, then your house, your inner self is going to be clean. But if the way you see is not clear, 
how dark is inside of you. That's, that's Holy Scripture. And also he says, if you think that storing goodness, tennis shoes, cars, and stuff like that, that's everything in life, you're wrong. There's a higher value in the spiritual life. But if you attend to the spiritual life, the rest is going to come. Because you are a son, a daughter of God. So, I mean, you can see the psychology in all those pieces of the teachings of Christ. Very, very important. Anyways, I'm going to be quiet because I want to go into two more exercises. So when we did the exercise right now, or like breathing, hold the air, uh, release the air three times, I'm teaching you there one of the most powerful techniques to work on the unconscious mind. Why? Because the mind, right now, part of your conscious mind is with me. But another part is going inside of you. Another part is like, oh my God, que Ernesto se calle, you know, let him be quiet, you know, I don't want to hear anymore. Or what I'm going to do, uh, you know, or I'm hungry, or oh my God, you know, I'm going to call my girlfriend or my boyfriend, or oh my God, how am I going to go back home? Or, you know, any, the mind is going, what are you going to do tomorrow at work? What you have done, what you have to process, who you have to forgive. So different pieces are in different places. So that's why sometimes we can go to mass, all fragmented, broken. And we are like this. The priest is talking about forgiveness and the mind is like that, like that. Of course, we might have a posture like very respectful, you know. I'm listening to the priest. And if they ask, Ernesto, what is the main message? Because the mind is not present in what the priest is saying. The same thing with relationships, especially now, especially now, the teacher, the tutor, the counselor. So I have seen also this. It's like in a table, five, four friends in the restaurant, each one in their cell phone. The other day I saw a teenager. It was so sad. Their parents took him to a restaurant. The teenager never looked at his parents. He was like like that. Mom and dad were talking to him, and he was like this. So we can discuss also the psychological effects of not having human contact, eye contact, heart to heart, conscious mind to conscious mind. You know what I mean? It does affect, and that creates schizophrenia and other stuff. But doing breathings like that, like let's breathe, hold it, let it out, what it does to your body is that it's going to help or send a message. I'm going to focus my attention to whatever I want to focus it on. And then we invoke the Holy Spirit and then we say some words. When you, we breathe, if we would have like an hour just breathing, breathing, some would start like trying to faint. But if you start like trying to breathe, 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 you start going deeper into the unconscious mind. And some might have images coming to their minds or feelings or pain that didn't feel before. It was there, but it didn't feel before. But as you go down, the unconscious is going to reveal things that you need to work on. When I did the breathing, also I invite you to do certain words of affirmation. Oh, Holy Spirit, I want to work with you, or please remind me to be... Uh, 
So let's do another exercise like that. So I'm going to invite you now this time to stand up. These exercises are speaking to the unconscious mind, not to the conscious. Take a deep breath. Hold the air inside and let it go slowly, 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 slowly. And with love and compassion to your legs and to your feet, with your mind, tell that part of your body, in the name of Jesus Christ, relax. Be at peace. And let your legs relax and your feet relax. Take a deep breath, hold the air inside, and let it go slowly, slowly, slowly. Pay attention to your hips, to your stomach, to your chest, to your heart. And with love and compassion, order those parts of your body. In the name of Jesus Christ, relax. Be at peace. Peace in my heart. Peace in my stomach and my pelvic area. And relax your heart. Relax your stomach and your pelvic area. Pay attention and with love to your shoulders, your arms, your neck, your throat, your hands. And with love, order those parts of your body. In the name of Jesus Christ, relax. Be at peace. Peace on my neck, my shoulders, my arms, my hands. And notice how those parts of your body relax. They relax. Pay attention to your face and your head and mention with authority, love, and compassion. In the name of Jesus Christ, relax. Be at peace. And your forehead relaxes. Your jaw, your face, your head relaxes. Easily they relax. Now with your mind, tell every single cell of your body. Cells of my body. In the name of Jesus Christ, be open to the light of Christ. Be open to the healing power of Christ. Take a deep breath. Hold the air inside and let it go slowly, slowly, slowly. One more time, take a deep breath. Hold the air inside. And let it go slowly, slowly, slowly. One more time, take a deep breath. 
Hold the air inside and let it go slowly, slowly, slowly. invite you to put your hands on your chest, take a deep breath, hold the air inside, and let it go slowly, 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 slowly. One more time, take a deep breath, hold the air inside, and let it go slowly.
I'm going to invite you to say these words in a loud voice. Say with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I am here. I recognize your presence in me. Christ in me. I in Christ. Together, we are stronger. Christ in me. I in Christ. Together, we work. Take a deep breath. Hold the air inside. Let it go slowly, slowly, slowly. Say these words with me. Oh, Holy Spirit, I am open to your inspirations. I work with you in cleansing my inner home through forgiveness, through compassion, through love. Help me to see myself the same way that you see myself, that you look at me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your love and your mercy. Now, with a lot of faith, say these words with me. Cells of my body, I love you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I love you. I thank you for all that you do for me. Thank you. Now look at the part of your body where you feel shame, where you feel weak, where you feel unloved or rejected. That part of your body. And talk to that part of your body and say, I'm sorry. To that part of your body, tell, I am sorry for the moments Everybody quietly in their own self. I am sorry for the moments that I reject you. That I did not understand or that I don't understand. Sorry for not understanding you. For not honoring you. For not respecting you. For not having compassion towards you. Especially organs that are suffering because you don't pay attention to them. Maybe your teeth, maybe your hair, maybe your, your skin, maybe your sexual organs, maybe your stomach, maybe what you eat, maybe you don't exercise, maybe uh, your heart, maybe your lungs, whatever it is, say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for those moments that I did not love you, I did not honor you. And let that part of your body speak to you. And imagine now how there is a flame of love in your heart. Imagine how Jesus Christ puts his heart in your heart. The flame of love of Jesus Christ he places in your heart. And now, inside of you, in your heart, it is the flame of Jesus. It is the heart of Jesus. Jesus has given us his heart to us, to each one of us. And now imagine how that flame keeps growing and growing and growing in your heart. And now imagine how you send this beautiful light 
this beautiful flame of love to that part of your body that you have rejected, that you are ashamed of, or that you are not taking care of, or that you neglect, or that you are not so proud of. And once you have said sorry, send that flame of love and say, I love you. And I thank you for all the things that you do for me. Could be your feet, could be your bones, could be your brain, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your heart, your lungs. You are beautiful. Your cells are beautiful. Your heart is beautiful. Everything is a creation of God. You carry the presence of God within yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. Thank you, Lord, for my body. Thank you, Lord, for my mind. Thank you, Lord, for my feelings and for my spirit. I trust in you and I give to you my hurts and I present to you the way I am with my weaknesses and my strengths, with the beautiful things that I have and the things that I'm not so proud of. But Lord, I am here, willing to work with you. I thank you for your love and your mercy. And I accept myself the way I am. Thank you. Take a deep breath. Hold the air inside, let it go. Take another deep breath. Hold the air inside, let it go. Start moving your toes, your toes, your toes, your fingers, your fingers. And imagine that in your heart is the flame of love of Jesus Christ. And that flame keeps growing and growing and growing and gives flame to your mind, to your feet, to your hands. And imagine this bubble of light around you. Christ is in you. Say with me these words, Christ in me. Say it, Christ in me. I in Christ. Together we are stronger. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Take a deep breath. Hold the air inside. Let it go. One more time. Take a deep breath. Hold the air inside. Let it go. Slowly open your eyes. Slowly open your eyes. Slowly open your eyes. I'm going to invite you to lift up your hands and say, Glory be to the, to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, for your love.